Thank you for listening to So About That. Today my guest is Stephanie Ganser. Stephanie is an assistant dean of students and an avid collector of shark teeth. In this episode, Stephanie will offer advice on building community after graduation. Okay, Stephanie, so thank you for being here today. I'm really excited to have you as a guest. I've heard a lot of great things from everyone else that's been on here before. Thank you, you're very nice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So can you tell students a little bit about what you do? Yeah, so I'm an assistant dean in the office of the Dean of Students here at UNCW. Uh, So I support off-campus, non-traditional, and graduate students here at the university, Mm -hmm. um, as well as a conduct hearing officer. Awesome. So I'm sure that's not exactly the most fun all the time, but important. It is absolutely important. I think it's a lot of fun because I get a lot of student contact. I talk with students all the time, and it's definitely a privilege to do the work that we do because we work with students at their hardest moments. So we're really able to work through complex situations and have really vulnerable conversations. So it's definitely good work. It's hard work, um, but I really enjoy it. Well, I'm glad that we have somebody in that area that does enjoy it. Yeah. So, my first question for you is, I've started asking, would you rather? So, would you rather travel the world for a year on a shoestring budget or stay in only one country for a year but live in luxury? Yes, I love this question. I think especially now with COVID-19 where we can't really travel, we start imagining like, oh, what will we do when things are a little normal, whatever normal is going to look like. Um, But I would definitely travel the world on a shoestring budget. Um, I'm not a fancy person. As long Mm -hmm. as I could have a cup of coffee in the morning, uh, whatever that is, I would definitely live um, very minimally if I could see the world. Yeah, I love that. I think it's a better way to get to know locals and stuff, too, um, or at least kind of like what the real experience is in living in those countries. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Um, So you're here to talk about how students can make connections post-graduation. I know that can be something a lot of people think about or don't think about until they're in it and they're like, oh, it's not as easy as being on campus where everything's kind of facilitated towards making connections. Um, So what was your life like in the first year after finishing your undergrad? Yeah, so I went straight into graduate school. So I attended the University of South Carolina in 2008 to 2010. So I started grad school when the market crashed So. Um, Our university budget was cut in half, um, and I was lucky that I was able to keep my assistantship because there was significant budget cuts. Mm -hmm. Um, But I loved my graduate experience. But I say after I completed my master's program, it was really the first time I was on my own in my first professional career trying to make friends and figure out what being an adult really meant. Yeah, it can be tough. I I don't think that I've been outside of it yet because I've been – in between undergrad and grad coming, I, I worked camp life, and it's, again, that structured environment where you just have friends. So it can be kind of intimidating going into a new uh, field and then also feeling like, how do I make community here, especially if people have to move far away. Um, but how are you able to make those connections and start establishing community? Yeah, so I love hobbies. Um, so I'm always up to join something, even if I don't have like a buddy to join with. Mm -hmm. Uh, So when I started my first job at Wake Forest University, I lived in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, 
I only knew one person. And that's great that I had at least one person, but you mm-hmm. can't do everything with that's, that one person. Yeah. Like, they can't be your end-all, be-all. Um, so I joined a kickball league, um, a slow-pitch softball league. Um, and I played college softball, um, so I realized pretty quickly I was too competitive for the <laughs> slow-pitch softball league. Um, but I had a great time. Uh, so I just tried to find different athletic events that I could participate in. Um, and I'd usually email the league director, say, hey, I'm one person. Can you place me on a team that needs extra people? Mm-hmm. And they were always happy to accommodate. So I would just join random teams um, and have something to do on a weekday after work. So how did you start hearing about those opportunities? I would just Google them. I'm a big researcher, so I would mm-hmm. Google, like, adult sport leagues, Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Um, and something would always pop up. Uh, you can always go through the Parks and Recreation Department. Um, but there's always different leagues that will uh, be available to you. You can also follow a lot of things on Instagram or Facebook if you have social media because they have really active social media presence to get people to join. Yeah, I think, too, I don't know if you've ever used this, but I've heard um, people can meet through, uh, I think it's a website called Meetup where Mm -hmm. people form different groups. It could be anything like you want to join a book club to – you want someone to go walk on the beach with or different activities if sports maybe isn't your jam. Yeah, so I've done a few meetups um, when I worked at Wake Forest University. Uh, sometimes they're awkward, sometimes they're great, um, but it's really a low-risk way to meet new people, try a different activity. And I always think I can do anything for an hour. So if mm-hmm. it's a must, I can just leave. So I can always have an exit plan, but I have to push myself to try. Yeah, that, I think that can be the hard thing. I, I especially am like, I don't want to go by myself, but there's got to be someone else there who's feeling the same way. Right. You always have to be the welcoming person. So I would describe myself as an introvert, but I know there's someone else in the room who's equally nervous or feels out of place who also wants to make in a connection because no one was forced to go to this networking event. Mm-hmm. So really, if you can be the friendly person and introduce yourself, uh, you might meet someone really great and at least make them more comfortable. And so in going to those things alone, did you ever feel like um, there's a pressure to kind of have a skill already going into, like if you're meeting up for kickball, were people kind of like, oh, no one has to be great at it, or what was the vibe for that? Yeah, that's really funny. So like how competitive is the team? (laughs) I think it depends. I think adults playing uh, pickup leagues are really funny because some are really way too competitive, (laughs) and you're really concerned about how they are during the work day, be like, mm-hmm. are you this much of a jerk during your job? Yeah. Um, but then most of the people are just doing it to have fun and it's pretty casual. So I think you just need to find your team that fits the same vibe as you. Yeah. Like I play volleyball now and we're pretty average, mm-hmm. but that is the expectation that our team has set, that we just want to have fun. And if we're going to be very average at volleyball, that's okay. Yeah, I can I can remember an undergrad joining an intramural team that was that exact exact same way where we're just here to have fun, but we would run into other teams that were just like, oh, you guys are terrible. I'm like, <laughs> we didn't know we were here to play professionally. So right, that just doesn't sound like a nice team to be around. So it just means you don't have to hang out with them afterwards. Yeah, and just ignore them. I think it's all about sportsmanship and respect, and there's usually refs that are volunteers so you just have to be nice to everyone and it'll be a good time yeah i think it's a it's a great way too for i mean not even our topic today but that a lot of students also miss that piece of 
having a recreation center to go to who, who again will set up the teams for you or go to work out so that can be where you establish they may get you connected like you may join a kickball team and get connected to someone who will take you surfing or absolutely it's always about finding that one person and sharing interests and what you're looking for and yeah the best way to get involved at least for me and if you're not the outdoorsy or like sports person that's totally okay mm -hmm. uh, there's different ways you can do book clubs or nature walks or there's knitting circles like insert whatever you loved in college or something that you wanted to learn more about you can find it in the real world that's good to know um so when you graduated did you I guess you, you moved here from Wake Forest and you mm -hmm. it seems like you moved from South Carolina to North Carolina. How was it for you keeping up with the friends you'd already established in those areas? Yeah, so my friends are across the country um, because I went to, my undergrad was in Massachusetts. So I have a lot of friends who live up north, but then they're really scattered across the country. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's really easy now because of technology and your phone and social media to keep up with people. Um, but I always like to call friends. I'm a big talker on the phone, so I would always pick up and call people. There are some friends I will only talk to at 6.30 in the morning when they're getting ready for work, and I'll do my hair and makeup and talk to them at that time. And there's other people I will call after 8 o'clock once they put kids to bed and have done dinner and everything. Um, but I love trips. I know it's hard to talk about right now with COVID, mm -hmm. but I always want something to look forward to. So I just want to plan a trip with someone. I always sign up for all the flight deals, so the cheapest flight I can find. Um, I plan a trip and go visit them, or we pick a new city that we've never been, and then we'll fly there and then explore the city together. Yeah, it can be, it's, for me as someone that likes to travel as well, it's hard because right now you don't really want to travel mm -hmm. um, or whatever people's different comfort levels are. But it is a great time to start planning those trips and reaching out to people you maybe haven't talked to in a while. Yeah, absolutely. And for me, since I love traveling, but that's not really an option right now, I'm just trying to find things here in Wilmington that I really enjoy, that are socially distant, but still fun. Um, over the break when we were working more remote, I bought a kayak um, and started kayaking, which I really enjoyed. I used to paddleboard and then sold that and found another way to be outdoors, be connected with people, but they were further away because they were just in other kayaks. Mm -hmm. um, so that was just another strategy I tried to not go crazy in my apartment by myself. Well, that's, that's all you can do is just try and find ways to kind of get out and not be focused on some of the drastic changes we've been through. Mm -hmm. um, but for people who are like staying in the same area after graduation and they are what question am I trying to ask? Um, how would you, what would you suggest, <laughs> what would you suggest for students who maybe need to kind of branch out and not hang out with, like keeping in too much contact with those that have moved away instead of branching out and meeting people in their new area? Yeah, so I guess there's ways like how do you make friends and how do you start over and start fresh? Mm -hmm. I'd always say you can always come back. So UNCW does an excellent job with alumni events and the Career Center as well. Um, you might know this, but the Career Center you can use after you graduate as alumni for free. Mm -hmm. um, so they're an excellent resource as well, doing different events virtually and in person. Um, so you can always come back to UNCW, even across the state and in other states. There are alumni chapters that you can connect with to meet other Seahawks in the area that you are or where you're living. 
um, to kind of start over and maybe make different connections. It's exciting that you now get to choose how you want to spend your time. This might be some of the first times that you're able to read for pleasure. Or uh, yeah. once you go home, if you work a traditional eight to five job, uh, you can cook a meal for yourself or read a book or watch a different Netflix show. Um, the, the time is really yours because college students have different schedules and are pulling all-nighters or are working full-time in addition mm -hmm. to doing your coursework. So you might find more time than you would have thought to invest in yourself. I think so too. I mean, as a student, even if you feel like you have time on your schedule, there's like the looming thought that I could be doing homework right now, or I could getting ahead on the next assignment or whatever it is you have for that piece of being a student. Um, but we've talked a little bit about the virus. Do you have any advice for students and how during this time they can safely kind of get out and meet new people? Yes, I think everyone needs to put their phone down and put the computer away and get outside. <laughs> or even in air conditioning, um, but just not being in front of a screen. Because I know that a lot of people have virtual classes or at least online components, mm -hmm. and it's a lot of screen time. It's not good for your eyes, it's not good for your brain. So yeah. I wanna make sure that people uh, take a step back and find other things to do. Obviously, I'll plug campus recreation. You have a lot of great things happening on the turf right now, mm -hmm. uh, as well as uh, socially distanced group exercise classes. People can rent out equipment kick a soccer ball around, play cornhole. There's lots of fun things that you can do on the turf right now. Um, so I hope students are doing that. Um, but you can always sit six feet away from someone, kind of like how we're recording now. Yeah. Uh, you can still have conversations with people, ask good questions, uh, go for walks. Uh, you can also sign up for student organizations. Uh, last week was a virtual involvement carnival where students could learn about over almost 300 clubs and organizations here so on campus. It is so many. Um, but if you missed it or it was really overwhelming, you can go onto Wavelink, and that's where all the clubs and organizations have like their homepage. And you can contact the leadership saying, I'm really interested in Scuba Club, or I want to learn more about math and statistics. There's always a club or organization that you can join, or if you don't see something that you like, then you can create your own club. So say there's still times to get involved and find your people because as upper class students, they want new students to be recruited yeah. into their organization. And they're, they're always going to be looking for those people who are, who are going to continue the organization too after they move on. Absolutely. So it can be a great place to establish good networking too for those that move on into the, I guess, the workforce mm -hmm. and um, staying in touch with them outside of alumni. There's um, a lot of academic themed clubs. So if you're a business major, you can do the marketing club or the advertising club, or if you're a science major, there's lots of different research organizations. So there's ways that you can stay connected academically uh, as well, outside of connecting with your faculty and students in your classes. Absolutely, and that can be a really good plug for right now, especially with people being online. I know some students are struggling with staying on top of things, but if you get into those organizations that are focused on more um, topic specific and have accountability or group meetups. Um, e even if it's a virtual group, that way you're you're kind of holding each other accountable. Um, but if if students have graduated and they've moved into the workforce, I know you said they may find more free time not as a student, but if they're working a full time job, their first time being maybe eight to five Monday through Friday, how do you how can you recommend them making the most of that time to make connections? 
Yeah, so I always tell people to say yes to the things you actually want to say yes to and no to the rest. Mm -hmm. um, that might be hard to figure out, but you can say no to a few different things to say yes to that big thing you're really interested in. So it's really time management of your personal life after five o'clock. Okay. Um, I always like trying to combine friend time with not errands, but I have friends that I could go to Target with yeah. and bop around town. Those are the best kind of friends. And those would be really good friends that we still have catch up time, but you're still being productive. Mm -hmm. um, you can invite people over to have dinners. You can talk to people on the phone. So it's really about time management and how you want to spend your time. I'm a big planner, so I like to look at my schedule and say, okay, I see that I have a lot of free time on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Maybe I'll call a friend to see if they'd like to hang out. So just staying organized that way. Um, but I also like to have time at home as well because there's still time that I need to meal prep or do an exercise class or I just want to sit on my couch and not think about work and zone out. And I'm allowed to give myself that space as well. Yeah, and um, one way you can, I think, even stay connected that way if for people, oh, again, like I'm also an introvert and I need alone time, even if I've been investing and making connections, still need to make time on my schedule for me. Um, a good way that you can still stay connected, though, is to, if we are all watching Netflix, pick a show with some of your friends or your coworkers and kind of have that, that talking point, like, did you see last night's episode? Or, um, and, and have that, I guess, discussion piece. Right, because you can all have a common thing. I recently finished Selling Sunset, and I love talking about that show to other people, even though we all watched it separately. Yeah, it, it's a fun time. I know here The Bachelor is really big, which, you know, mm -hmm. not everyone's a fan of. I'm embarrassed to say I am, but... I'm a fan of both The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, mm -hmm. and there's been a lot of drama over the past there's few been years. There's so there's so drama. much we can debrief, maybe on a different episode, about everything that is happening with that franchise. Absolutely, but that is one thing here where it seems like in, in any program era, you can walk in after a Monday night and be like, did you see what happened? Um, so shows can be a fun way to make connections with people, too, especially if you're trying to um, just maintain your budget, which is my next question is how can you how can students get out and try new things when their budget is really small? Yeah, I love free things. Um, and I've understood being in a budget since I graduated. I still have student loans. So even as an assistant dean, I'm on a budget um, when Hurricane Florence happened in 2018. I evacuated to Baltimore, where my brother lives. So mm -hmm. I'm still working remote, um, but I have the opportunity to explore Baltimore. But I really didn't want to pay a lot of money to see different things. So once again, I just started Googling free things in Baltimore. And I got to go sailing for a limited amount of money. Wow. Uh, I went to lots of different parks. Uh, there was different museums that had free days. Um, I got discounts because I was a staff member in higher education. Um, I entered different contests on Instagram to win free tickets. That's uh, fun. Went on StubHub and paid $5 to see a Orioles game. They are also pretty bad that season, so I'm probably <laughs> where they were really cheap tickets. Um, but I always look for the free things to do. There's always a networking event where there's free snacks or a different organization hosting something where you really don't have to pay money mm -hmm. to stay involved. So you can really save all your money and then when you do want to pay for something, then it's for the right thing. Yeah, and you can choose those things that you really want to invest more time and money into. Um, but one thing you said that I think a lot of people forget is ask your work. If, you, if you've if you started into a new full-time job, 
if they do get any discounts around the town, because a lot of places do try to support locally um, by giving established businesses discounts and things for people to come out, especially if you can get a group of people together. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. UNCW, hopefully, you know, as students and faculty and staff, with your ID card, you have a whole list of discounts, and mm -hmm. the Student Government Association has done a good job listing what those are, so you can check out their website, but you can get 10, 20, 30% off a lot of different things in Wilmington just for being a UNCW student. So the same thing goes that when you're an employee, even before you start signing a lease, you should ask the company that you work for, uh, do you have a preferred employer? And yeah. That happened to me because UNCW was a preferred employer to the apartment I signed, so it waived all my fees, which was really great. So you should yeah. always ask that. That's awesome. I wouldn't have even thought to ask that. So thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. I love all the tips. <laughs> so as we're wrapping up, what is the greatest piece of advice you could offer someone who's struggling to make connections? Yeah, I always think it takes at least a year when you're in a new place to feel settled. Mm -hmm. um, it will be challenging to meet new people if you're an extrovert or an introvert. Um, if you know the city that you live in or if it's brand new to you, it will be hard and that's okay. You can give yourself the grace uh, to make mistakes and learn and find those connections. Um, so I would say just give yourself 365 days. You have to see everything one time through um, and it will get easier. So it's okay if you feel like you're the only one going through um, trying to make friends. Um, everyone's trying to do that. Connection is so important. It's part of who we are as humans mm -hmm. is trying to find connection. And I think the pandemic has absolutely highlighted that of how we're craving that because we have less time of close physical contact to be around each other. Um, so it takes time and just forgive yourself if you feel frustrated or anything like that. Um, but you'll be okay. That's a good one. You'll be okay. So thanks so much, Stephanie, for being a guest on our podcast today. Maybe some of you out there are struggling with ways to make connections and hope after Stephanie's advice that won't be a problem. If you have any questions about this episode or topics, suggestions, or questions for future episodes, feel free to reach out to us on our Instagram at so underscore about that, our Facebook page, so about that, or our email, so about that 20 at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to So About That. Today, my guest is Anna Morrow. Anna is a graduate assistant for the Office of Student Leadership and Engagement. My new favorite fact about Anna is that she grew up on a farm and learned how to drive a tractor before ever learning how to drive a car. In this episode, Anna will discuss emotional intelligence and its ability to help anyone become a strong leader. Thank you for listening to So About That. Today, my guest is Bradley Ballou. Bradley is the Chief of Staff for UNC Wilmington, and you're likely to see him around campus sporting a fabulous teal mask. In this episode, Bradley will talk about the importance of voting and other ways to impact your community through civic engagement.